Thanks for being with us. Well, if you're just thinking about breakfast this morning and a sugary cereal is on the list, you might want to think twice before you go ahead with that choice. A new Senate report that takes a look at obesity, at obesity in Canada is calling on a tax for sugary drinks, a ban on food and drink advertising that's aimed at children, and it's also calling for government subsidies for healthy Food. There are 21 recommendations in the Senate report, all dealing with obesity in this country. So what can we do? It can be as simple as just changing how we go to the grocery store and what we purchase. And joining us to talk a bit more about that is Jessica Pernak, a registered dietitian, and she's with Choices Market. Jessica, thank you so much for joining the program this morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem at all. Uh, the Senate report uh, I was just referring to uh, talks about the, this uh, taxing sugary drinks and not advertising uh, these types of foods to children. Uh, what about uh, going into the store? Because that is something uh, that parents deal with, especially if you're taking the kids grocery shopping with you or you're shopping for foods that you know your kids uh, won't uh, turn their noses up at. Uh, how do you see or what advice do you give to parents uh, that are dealing with that? Yeah, I really feel like when you involve kids in the cooking process, as well as getting them involved in the grocery shopping, you're empowering them and letting them make their own choices independently. So even something as simple as letting kids decide which fruit or vegetable they're going to eat that week, um, again, it just makes them feel a little bit more in control and, and independent. But I'm sure uh, parents listening to that, too, will say, that's all good and fine. But when you go to the grocery store, uh, say even use the cereal aisle as a as an example, uh, they're going to choose or they're going to be drawn to that sugary, fun cereal rather than the, the granola or the the porridge. Yeah, and it's funny because, of course, marketing companies love to put the fun characters right at eye level with the kids. So parents are battling um, advertisement. They're battling these fun characters that are found on different food products. Um, Yeah, and I would say it's teaching kids about food labels. So the younger kids, not so much, but when they're getting to be about seven, eight, nine, you can actually sit there and have a little education session and help kids understand um, how much sugar they should be having in their cereal and help them choose maybe which box is, is more appropriate for them. And making or introducing stuff to kids, I would imagine, too, it's a lot of don't just uh, maybe for dinner one night uh, or for any meal, uh, don't just introduce a whole bunch of new things uh, because that might be a bit overwhelming. Completely. And sometimes there is this battle of having to introduce the same food about 15 to 20 times before a child will actually even eat it. So it's making them less fearful by introducing it to them before it hits their plate. So getting them involved in the kitchen Um, letting them play with things, start rolling, start mixing, and then they'll be not as fearful when when it does hit their plate. I know there are some parents, too, try and hide the foods, hide the, uh, if it's a smoothie, try and hide the healthy ingredients so the kids don't even know that there might be uh, that in there. Uh, Is that a good way of going about it to get kids to eat things, or or is it better to be up front and, and make sure kids know everything that they're eating? That's a really good question. Like, you want to make sure that kids have enough variety in their diet that they're eating nutrient-dense foods. But I really think um, when you get kids involved in the cooking process and they're either just sitting there um, talking to you when they're really young and they're not quite able yet to really engage, 
Um, but you know what? They, they get really excited. And getting them involved in the gardening process, where they get to see a plant's journey from seed to plant, this connects them to their food. And they're way more likely to not be as scared. Um, and they'll actually try more food that they're, they're a part of its, its journey. Uh, the um, We were looking again at that Senate report. There's also an estimate from the World Health Organization that 70 million children, and this is around the world, that will be overweight or obese by 2025. Uh, that seems like a really high number. Yeah, it does seem, that does seem really high. Um, yeah, the whole, this has been, we've been fighting obesity for the last, I feel like, over a decade. And you know what, I, I don't know what the answer is is um, I think starting young is really, really important, um, especially getting them involved in their food, taking them to farmer's markets, getting them in the grocery store, and just really empowering kids. I, I, I don't know if that's the answer, but I feel like it has to be a, in the right direction. And, and how much of it is that activity as well? As adults, uh, we know it's it's all about what you what you put on your plate, what you take in, uh, your calorie count on a daily basis. But it's also exercise and such. Is it because do you think that kids aren't moving as much as they maybe were ten, twenty, thirty years ago? Yeah, and you know what? So ex- like they're all sort of like food's really important, exercise really important, drinking water, less screen time. Those are all huge components that are playing a part into the current epidemic of obesity. Um, But yeah, so if you can get kids, you know, out of the screen, more outside, um, I know kids still do gym class. I'm not sure exactly if gym is as as frequent as it used to be years ago, but I know um, with the weather as well, once the weather is a lot nicer, I think kids will be more likely to get outside. And what about parents and being the role models and and parents at the grocery stores too, or what you stock in the shelves at home and and how parents I would imagine kids look to their parents, they see what their parents are eating uh, in many times that's uh, what the family is eating and uh, yeah how how much uh, do you think or do parents play in as being the role model? I think parents play a huge part in being a role model, um making sure you're sitting down at the table like we're just as bad as trying to get things in us as quick as possible as we move on to the next activity. But sitting down at the table, enjoying your food, making sure parents also have vegetables on their plate. Because I know we're picky eaters just as much as, as kids are. And if, we're, if our kids see us eating our vegetables, um, definitely being good role models, taking our kids bike riding while we run next to them, I think those are all really important and critical for kids' health. Uh, you mentioned picky eaters. Uh, I, I would imagine to parents listening to this, uh, there's there are a lot of picky eaters out there. Uh, how do you deal with that? If a kid just will not eat or is a very picky eater, how do you overcome that? And it's really challenging. And I, I honestly, there's kind of going back to what we were talking about before is getting them involved in the cooking process, taking them um, to farmers markets and meeting farmers and getting them involved in gardening. And kids as young as three and four can actually help in the kitchen. So a three-year-old can squeeze lemons or limes and wash produce while a four- to five-year-old can sprinkle some dried herbs and salt and do some mixing and and whisking. So I, I really think it comes back to empowering children um, and letting them see this and connect to their food. I think it's really important.
And, and I suppose too, we haven't uh, discussed price too, but there has been a lot of talk uh, recently about the the growing grocery bill and the the price of food. Throw that in, and it makes it even more challenging. It does, yeah. And I know the cost of eating report just got released, and I think for a family of four in BC, um, it was about a thousand dollars a month, and that's and that's tough. So it's really having to make choices and buying locally because I feel when you shop locally, um, going to farmers markets and buying the apples that are in season are actually going to cost less than having to buy a, a kiwi that might be from New Zealand. Well, very uh, good advice. Jessica, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show this morning. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. That is Jessica Pernak, a registered dietitian with Choices Market, giving us some tips on how to Find the best food, how to deal with picky eaters, and keep kids from becoming overweight or obese. We'll take a short break. Much, much more coming up right here on The Jill Bennett Show.